Hey everybody, this is Rylan, and you're listening to Punch Drunk Vinyl. God, what do you guys think about the intro music? I just still can't get over it. Uh, thank you so much, Jay Gray. If you guys haven't checked out Jay Gray's music or any of his stuff, check out Jay Gray Drums on Instagram. Uh, follow him. He's just a, a really great person and, and a super skilled musician. So um, go there for that stuff. So uh, to get to the episode today, I'm going to tell you guys that we had some difficulty when we were recording it, like uh, some technical difficulty and also like we didn't really know what we were talking about until we got to the spin of the week. So you guys are going to get that portion of the show, which is like the best part of the show anyway. But we also like, you know, recorded a bunch of like jibber jabber and like stuff that like probably isn't great for the podcast. So we're going to scrap that and just give you guys the spin of the week this week, which uh, I think is great because it's two awesome albums that I hope you uh, get a chance to listen to if you haven't already. Uh, one of them I've talked about before, obviously, uh, you're going to get there. It was Brian Fallon's Local Honey. Don't hate me for talking about it again, please. I just finally got Wes to listen to it, and I was so happy he listened to it because it's one of my favorite records of this year. Um, his pick was uh, Spirit World Field Guide by Aesop Rock, which is just like a tremendous hip-hop album. I can't get enough of that one either. I hope you check it out as well. But um, yeah, here that portion is going to come up. Uh, all these stuff that I just said that we cut, you know, like the jibber-jabber and yada yadas, uh, we're going to put that on our Patreon for like bonus material for people that want to hear that type of stuff. So if you go to patreon.com slash punchdrunkfinal, you could sign up to give us a dollar for a dollar beer nights or buy us a shot and a beer, stuff like that to kind of, you know, help us promote this uh, podcast and maybe keep us going or whatever, because it is a lot of work. But also, we understand if you don't want to do that, because like, you know, we all want to do shit for ourselves and you deserve nice things. So if it's between like buying us a beer and getting yourself something nice, like get yourself something nice. That's what I would do. Anyway, um, I'm going to get the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. And always please subscribe, uh, follow us, uh, tell your friends about the podcast. If they like music or like two guys talking about random bullshit, maybe they'll enjoy the show. Uh, so put the word out there. That'd be great. Thank you so much. Beep boop. This is good. Okay. So, <laughs> so I really want to get through our spins of the week because uh, they are, this is my favorite part of it. So uh, yeah, no, we're doing it a little differently now where we're, we're trying to work on listening to each other's spins of the week yeah we're trying to a like, couple of we're, times we're like working on it like so, we're like making this a real thing so it's a conversation as opposed to uh here's what i like about this thanks yeah <laughs> yeah because there are yeah we're our, our musical interests aren't perfectly uh aligned um, they well for a lot of times they are but uh this is actually a great opportunity to talk about how they're not yeah so, yeah, yeah that's true it's true i think you're right with that too but uh so i want to talk about yours first because um it is literally like probably my favorite spin you've done, and thank you for bringing me back to it. I'm stoked. So, pressure's on. What's your spin of the week? I would like to defend Hop Along, but <laughs> my spin of the week is Aesop Rock Spirit World Field Guide. Yeah, dude, uh, great choice. I, I'm smiling right now because I love this record so much already. Uh, tell, tell me what you love about it. What's What, what made you even pick it out? Like, well, all right. So the reason I picked it up uh, is, you know, I'm a middle-aged dad. I've got an 11-year-old, uh, and we read a lot of fantasy literature together. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we just pumped through uh, Percy Jackson. Um, <laughs> yep. And so, like, I was ready for like a hip-hop album about like the spirit world as like fantasy and centaurs and bullshit. <laughs> like I was ready for that, and I wanted Aesop Rock to be the dude to give that to me. That is not what this album is. So, wait, you went into it thinking you were going to be in Harry Potter world, and you went and then realized it's an acid trip gone wrong? 
I really thought it would be like hip hop and Mordor. Uh, that, that's <laughs> like I I am so old and crusty that like uh, I didn't realize that it was about an acid trip for you know a couple a couple listens. I think that's really funny and also fair because that's I mean, it's lots of times we associate things with like where we are in our life, you yeah. know, and so. Your association is like, yeah, here's where I am. I listen to a lot. I read a lot of fantasy stuff with my son. Yep. I can't wait to get into this. You don't. You look past the like, uh, totally like, acid trippy, funky cover of the album that like is like bright colors and rainbows and like a weird like animal thing on it or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, I looked right past that. Uh, <laughs> but that's like that's what we do in our. In our old age, is like only focus on where we're at in our life. Like that's great. Well, I I totally forget that Aesop Rock is trying to sell to me as a nineteen year old and not a <laughs> not parent. a middle aged thirty five year old. Yeah, like, not yeah, a parent. Not a parent. That's really awesome. So, I, did it disappoint? I guess is really my question for you. No. Good. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, like the gate is still bumping. Yeah, dude, the whole album bumps. Like, that whole album has, like, dope drum tracks, amazing yeah. lyrics. Like, yeah. uh, it's really, really good. So, I mean, do you have, like, do you have favorite songs about it? You like the, the Gate, obviously, the Gates or whatever, the, the opening track. Do you run to this record? Because I know, like, it's got a lot of energy. And I could, when I first heard it, I was like, Wes runs to this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Aesop Rock, actually, when I was going through maybe my biggest Aesop Rock phase was when i was training for my first marathon um really cool yeah so and then i i've not really liked you know most of his solo stuff since labor days like none shall pass is all right yeah but, like, and why do you say that because like, like i i also like i, I i've loved aesop rock for a long time but i have not been into yeah like, like in the last decade i can probably count on one hand how much i listen to aesop rock yeah not not a lot it's yeah. like it's um, this record's great, though. Like, this, it's bringing me back. The, the, yeah, it's bringing this, me back in. Yeah, this record is yeah. great. Uh, my son is hooked on it. That's cool. Which is cool. Uh, he he loves the Gates. He loves Button Masher, which is the song that, like, I realized this song is about acid. <laughs> like, this album. Because, like, he's comparing himself to Major Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he calls himself Buzz Aldrin, and like, he's talking about all the colors he sees in space, and it's just like, oh, yeah, it's an acid trip. This, yeah, this is a trip, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I actually, when I listened to it, I went into it thinking, like, all right, so I was on, like, a drive back to Spokane from Montana, I'm, like, going 95 mm-hmm. on the freeway, Yeah, and I'm, like, cruising to this awesome hip-hop album, but yeah. I was, like, thinking, like, okay, like, should I be high listening to this? Because I'm not right now. Like, but the fact that I was cruising 95 miles an hour... I had a great time listening to this album. Uh, you know, I honestly think, and just from my own experiences, I wouldn't be able to understand this thing. He oh, delivers. He, he were, yeah. He delivers uh, his lyrics so quickly that I can barely keep up and comprehend like the whole thing. Oh, totally. When Dude, that is I'm so sober. True. Yeah. So I like it would just be a puddle. It, it would be a mess if you were high listening to it for sure. Yeah. Right? But I, I, I get like that's what he's going through. Like this, at the or like that's what the intention is of, yeah. the, of the album is like an acid trip gone in a million ways. Right, and, and, and like it goes back around and comes through it, and it even checks in on you halfway through. There's like this like little clip of like 
hello, how are you doing today? Like, or whatever. Like, that part's really funny. Yeah, dude. We're going to the spirit world. It's, it's, it's a really fun album. Um, I like so many of the lines. I mean, it's, it, Aesop Rock to me has always been, like, just a series of non sequiturs uh, that are kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And so, like, you don't really need to know, like, all the words to a song, but you need to be able to shout, if I get tired of bread, I'll eat the rich. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know? For sure. I, I but, like, the way he, de- the way he delivers his uh, lines, too, is, like, it's intentional that, like, here's my fucking speed and pace, and here's how yeah. much this is going to go with the beat, and you're going to hear this, and then yeah, and then I clearly state this line. <laughs> like, yeah. And you're going to pick up on it. Yeah. But I think that's also, like, you know, the key points you take away, for sure, but I like, uh, I mean, I like his sound a lot because his voice is unique, but, like, really, like, got that, like, I don't know, like, that depth to it that is just, like, it's deep, it's heavy. He's, like, it's almost like he's rapping about serious shit, but half the time he's not, you know? Like, to, yeah. like in the way his, that his, his, voice to, his tone comes out. His voice sounds more serious than he ever is. He's yes. hilarious. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like a really, like, in-depth, like, reading, you know? That's also what I like about some of the songs, is, like, they are very poetic. And that's also his style is like that, too. Yeah. To where also that's the, probably the, if I had an issue about the album or about his style, is it, like, there's not fun choruses for me to sing along to? Yeah. Like, the songs end with, like, Bam, that's it. Yeah. The end of the snap and it's the next song. Yeah. Also, I can't snap my fingers. Great job for that, Wes. You just did that. I can't whistle. Oh, me, I can't either. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, I love that um, he like has that flow about it, but also like that's, by the time I'm getting into the song, I'm watching it on my screen as the song is almost over and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like, <laughs> but then it goes right next to the next song and you're back into this fun mode. So if I listen to this not electronically, I'd probably have a great time as a putting it on as a record. I'd probably really enjoy it. But I was in my car, yeah, on the stereo, like hearing it through like iTunes or whatever. And the river um, boils when it sees me. I love that line. Yes, the river boils when it sees me. I love it so much, dude. That song is great. Uh, that's that, Pizza Alley, right? No, no, no I, no. I think that's actually like the second or third line. Maybe Butt Mashers. It is not Butt. Uh, it. Anyway, I don't know. I know it's, it's early it, in the record. That album. It's long. It's got a lot to it. It's long. There's like it, 20 tracks to it. And yeah. like half of them are like a few, like not that long. <laughs> yeah. It does It does kind of blur together without some standout, with like some standout tracks. But um, it's funny because it's all enjoyable. Yeah. It's just not all memorable. Well, me. well, you were saying that like but. you also like, like, I was asking you, like, if you run to it or whatever, or we're talking about that, and you were saying that, like, it, oh, you right get, after, like, halfway through it and you bail. Yeah, every time, I don't know what the hook is, but it makes me think of this other song that he did oh, okay. uh, with the with the girl from the Moldy Peaches uh, called Delicate Cycle. And then I just kind of bounce off from there into a bunch of other Aesop Rock stuff. I listen to yeah, well, Hail Mary Mallon and yeah. all that stuff. So I've got, like, a good running playlist that is um so when i when i say i haven't liked his solo stuff i really like some of the stuff that he's done by himself in the yeah. last decade yeah he, yeah, did, yeah he did a really cool album with the chick from the moldy peaches he's yep. done a couple uh albums with rob sonic uh called hail mary mallon which is like 
actually really funny and in your face funny. Cool. Um, as I opposed, posted that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beastiary is okay. the one that you should listen to. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, like it's just this album is so much fun. Yeah, let's um, get let's get back to it because yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm like hooked on it because I I mean also I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thank you for bringing me back into Aesop Rock and bringing this yeah. hip hop into my life because. I've been at a at a crossroads, like really a point where like I've been really digging, really like trying to search out a lot of like sad bastard hip hop, and I found some really great stuff out there that I've been like loving. But I didn't realize that I also really wanted some solid fun hip hop, and that's what this is. Like, yeah, and there's some songs that are just like super dope to me. Like "Dog at the Door" is a song that I like can't get enough of, and I want to play it for everybody that I freaking know. Yeah, <clears throat> because I mean, like you you talk about it, like it's. Like in this acid trip mode, like yeah. it's a very paranoid song. Like maybe it's a dog at his door, or maybe it's a trap, or maybe it's a man with a bat, or maybe it's the kid next door. But I have some my suspicions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like it, it's a great song. Also, it plays into like the anxiety that like anybody feels all the time, which is why I like the song so much. Like yeah, I've been. I mean, I live alone and have for a long time. And I've often, often gone outside being like, who's there? What's that? Like, yeah. what's happening right now? It's dark yeah. out. I'm going to talk to myself out loud because I want to scare off whatever's there. It's probably a skunk or whatever. Maybe it's a trap. Maybe it's a trap. Exactly. And I love that song because, like, that's, like, what he's going through is, like, either, like, I, I interpret it as, like, you're a man and your dog's barking at the door and you got to go outside and look at it. Or, man, a human. You're a human being. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. You have to go outside and, and see what's ha- what's happening because the dog freaks out. And then the funny thing is, like, halfway through the song, the dog's like, okay, I'm done, sniffs around, goes back inside, and you're still kind of freaked out. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. what's out there? <laughs> Who's at my door? <laughs> yeah. Was it the neighbor kid? Was it a trap? I don't know. Like, I, that it speaks to the paranoia of humanity, or, like, as, like, anybody living in the world yeah. uh, today. Like, and I think that's just such a beautiful portrayal of that. Like, drop the technology line. I know you love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he says, uh, like... Maybe it's a trap. I, With technology, I didn't know, even know we had. Yes, exactly. Even though we didn't exist or something like that. Like, yeah, I, I love that part. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it. I think anybody could relate to that song. It's super relatable, really yeah. fun. But I also think that, like, to his credit as, like, a poet, yeah. like, I could hear that song being read at a book reading or, like, a, like yeah. a stand-up poetry reading or whatever. And it'd be totally different. And everybody would, would yeah, it would be different, but the same. And everybody yeah. would love it and relate to it and, like, yeah. laugh at it and giggle and, like, realize, like, yeah, we are all that anxious inside. Yeah. You know? And that's what's so cool about it to me. Yeah. Uh, other songs, I'm sure, have that same quality. Like, but like you said, like, I, I figured that out on, like, the third listen of that song. And I was like, oh, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, it took a minute. Yeah. Because the first time you listen to it, it's just he speaks so fast and he's, like, yeah. And the flow is so, like, just straight through that you can't keep up. Yeah. Until you hear it again or again. Yeah. Um, but there's other songs in the album that I really like. Uh, pizza Alley is awesome. Pizza I also think it's just like fun. a joke about New York and pizza rats and etc. Like I think that's yeah. all like kind of combined in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. What other stuff about that record do you like? I I think that one, Jumping Coffins, is probably another favorite song of mine. It's got a really dope beat to it. It's really energetic. It makes me want to dance. Like a sleeper car. Oh, okay, cool. I have not absorbed that song, really. But absorbed. what about it? It just, like, it feels like a train. It, like, like a train? Yeah, like a sleeper car on a train. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
I mean, I was driving in my car not wanting to fall asleep when I listened to this record, so it didn't really click to me. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, I see what you're saying. But it could also be a homeless person sleeping in a car. Sure. Wow. Or it could also be passing out in the subway. Yeah, yeah. Those, I, I think there's a lot of depth to his poetry, which I think, I mean, I keep calling it poetry. It's hip-hop, it's rap, whatever you want to call it. Spoken word, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. It's just fucking dope. Yeah, it's uh, great. Uh, Kodakushi is another song that I really like a lot on the album. I listened to that this morning, bumping it to the gym because I wanted to have some, some like strong beats on my way to energize myself to yeah. go work out, and that song really stuck with me too. Uh, but I, what I like about it, like start to finish, it's it's a longer album. It's like an hour plus or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but it gets you like really like. It's got good energy all the yeah. way through. Yeah. Without. So it's. It's weird. In our earlier conversation, I said, like, it got kind of monotonous. It doesn't do that. Eventually, I give up trying to keep up lyrically. Like, I, I stop trying to absorb the sure. words and figure out what, what he's saying. talking about. Yeah. Um, but the beats, they're all upbeat. Yeah. But they do vary enough that they're not boring. Like, it's a no. high-energy album. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, generally, if you sustain, like, that peak beat level for a whole hour that's an hour and three minutes like eventually your your brain will like totally tune out the music and this album the beats are weird enough that it never does that no totally like every song yeah. has its own kind of style i think yeah. and like what i dig about it is like yeah there's energy where i'm like really grooving and then by the time that the song's over i'm like i still want to groove to that song but yeah. the next one comes on it's a different groove and i'm freaking into that like yeah it's really fun in that in that like scope of like I, I still I get what you're saying about the lyrical part because I do try to analyze what he's saying and I give up. <laughs> but, yeah. But but the energy level is there the whole time. It's yeah. fun throughout. Yeah. Absolutely. Very, yeah. Very upbeat. I, uh, I I there's some there's some spots in there that like I think make you maybe like disconnect on purpose to bring you back into that hook or like into that loop of like fun beats yeah that's why i think it's like such a smart record too like the way he laid out the track listing like it it dissociates you and on purpose and then brings you back in you know like which is really cool too but also it would be a trip to listen to if you're high so like it's kind of like it's an intentional probably in a lot of ways i don't need anyone telling me that it's a trap why i'm tripping on fair yeah definitely not because i would be like shaking also like if you're listening to that song and you are tripping on acid you're gonna be out in the yard looking around for a lot of shit for a long time or you're gonna be curled up in a corner really really sad wouldn't it be cool if he sampled adam alakbar on that track (laughs) yeah it would be really awesome (laughs) just saying we can we gotta make that happen great um but yeah I, i that's my like my favorite of your spin of the week your pick uh, you. was really great thank you so much for bringing me into that and bringing that back into my world because I, we do have very different tastes in a lot of music but I think it's because I you know anybody in, in anything you do you get like tunnel vision right and I yeah. get kind of like tunnel vision on sad bastard music and like romance and love songs and like that's why my spin of the week is one of those yeah. but I, I love that slow churning like acoustic stuff you know and you have the opposite approach for like, I want to have fun. I want to run to this. I want to clean my house to this. Whatever, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I crave high energy music because I'm a low energy person. <laughs> you know what? That makes a lot of sense when you say it like that. It makes a lot of sense like about you as a person. I'm stealing their energy. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Anything else you want to say about that record before we close out on that? Or what? It is more fun once you give up on trying to... Uh, I Like the first listen, I was definitely trying to twist it into a fantasy realm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I should have given up faster. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I see how you could make that work if you really wanted to, but... I should have given up at Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, two songs in or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, fair. Fair point. Uh, it's But super, super fun. I'd recommend anybody listen to it. And also, if you don't know his other stuff, like, this would be, like, a great place to start. Like, because it's just, like, it's clean, it's crisp, he's perfected his style. Like, it is, like, it's going to transcend some time for sure. Like, I could, you know what I mean? Like, it's an album that's going to last for a long time in my in my books. Yeah, I don't think it's quite as much of a period piece as the rest of his stuff. A lot yes. of his other stuff. Um, yep. Is definitely a snapshot in time. Yep. Um, and it is kind of no longer musically relevant. Sure, yeah. Um, but this is so weird, so outside of most of the stuff out there, that, like, it, you know, it, it isn't mainstream relevant. It never will be, but it'll always be fringe. Yeah, relevant. word, word. Um, and, you know, I do think Labor Days has aged well, but that's... Yeah, I agree. I, but also, that's something that, yeah, definitely a doctor of the time, but also, yeah. like, we, I mean, I've appreciated his music for a long time, and I yeah. will continue to, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, for sure. I'm, gl- I'm glad I could I could make you uh, feel like a kid again. Yeah, you brought me back into it, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, you ready to talk about your spin of the week? <laughs> yeah, so uh, yours is what, what did you say? You said it was an hour and three minutes long. Yeah. Mine is like exactly half that. <laughs> so 31 minutes. 31 minutes is uh, Brian Fallon's um, Local Honey, which also came out this year, a 2020 record. It came out earlier in the year, like pandemic, like right when it was happening. Yeah. Pandemic era. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a short record. Like, I've literally, because it's 31 minutes long, I have a habit now of I listen to side A twice and then I flip it and listen to side B twice. I listen to, it's, I, I don't do that with like anything else. It's so weird that you listen to a side again. <laughs> like, it's, but, it's so foreign to me. I, like, go for it. It's a good album. So the funny thing about that too is because of the fact that like the songs, like, I mean, the whole, the whole thing's about romance and beauty and love and like a lot of personal experiences and what I like about Brian Fallon, so like he's he can translate a lot of different emotions and feelings in his lyrics, and he like as the singer of the Gaslight Anthem was like a you know like they're like a punk band that like was able to talk about like 50s, 60s style stuff and very yeah yeah hi mom good how are you yeah can I can I call you in. 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Perfect. It's just my mom. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Don't worry about it. No. She texted me earlier and I didn't reply. I feel bad. Don't. Um, don't. I like your shirt. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you about it later. It's really great. Um, so, as like the, as the singer of the Gaslight Anthem, like he was able to sing about like, the other punk band in the last decade that was able yeah. to sing about like 50, 60 style stuff and he could say like, baby the way nobody else could fucking say baby and like the way he's saying is like has this really cool style to it and he's applied that in his solo stuff too that's really neat and so i i've loved everything he's done and then this is actually a record that i pre-ordered before it came out which is awesome uh, <laughs> now that we're talking about that stuff 
Um, but it, it's like, it's so short, yet yeah. so full of like beauty that I like how I listen. I, 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 I can break it. I, I don't know why I do that. I don't know why I do that split, but it works. Yeah. But what's also, I think like, I, I have to get this out of my chest is that I've had like an ulterior motive to this spin of the week where I've been trying to get you to listen to it for like six months and now I like force you to by being like, hey, let's absorb each other's records, listen to them. Here, um, this is my spin of the week. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, not sorry. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. It is a really good album. It is really sad. I was waiting for you to say but, but you didn't. Thank you. It uh, is. It is. It's sad in some ways, but not in a, not in a lot. Like, I mean, it's... You could take it as a sad record, yeah. sure, but I think it's really beautiful. Yeah, well, I think I think that you've been basting in sad bastard music for so long that you're <laughs> basting. Yeah, you know, I have been. I have been like. Uh, I mean, it is my primary source of music. Is stuff that makes me emotionally vulnerable. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, the first song when you're ready. Oh um, yeah, I love that song. Is this beautiful song um and like it's really uplifting so you know I was, I was the first time i listened to this album um i just torn my, my quad like a couple weeks before so i couldn't yeah, run okay, okay, yeah yeah so i'm listening to it in the shower it's like man i finally get how rylan can run to this music it's really <laughs> it's yeah. really uplifting yeah it's really like i'm ready to go run i'm so glad you understand me now and then by track three, I was like ready to go back to bed and just <laughs> like it, it turns quick. It, I mean, it does if you think of it that way. I get what you're saying. That's funny, but I, I, I'm happy that you understand what I feel. But that's funny that you say that. I think also track three is a pretty brutal song. Yeah, but, tra- track three is like where it turns into like a sad album. Yeah, it's a sad song. So let's talk about that first song for a second, though. Uh, you yeah. like that song. Yeah. When you're ready. Um, I'm glad you do because I like it spoke. I mean, it speaks to me in a lot of ways because I think that like also what I like about his writing is that he applies such a like. Uh, he tells a specific story, but it's it could be generally used. Yes. Like you can apply this to a lot of things. So that song, When You're Ready, is talking about his daughter. Uh, growing up and that like you know he hopes that she finds someone that loves her at least half as much as him uh and you i I think you'd relate to that as a parent for sure like with brayson but also just like i can apply that song to any relationship like to a friendship to like an ex-partner or something like yeah or like yeah move on please but i hope that you find someone that loves you as much as me or half as much as me like because i'm a loving person and i care about you you know like that's beautiful. And also, like, I guess what, the, what he says to is, I can't choose and I can't I can't pick them for you, right? Like, he says yeah. that. Like, and also, that's kind of like the protective dad thing of, like, a really cool, like, I, he, he's, like, his style kind of varies in a lot of generational stuff. I think it's neat yeah. that he does that. Um, but, yeah, that, that song to me is really pretty and really cool and really, like, also, like, upbeat and fun. Like you said, it's a, it's a positive song. It's a positive song. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, like, uh, it does go, like, right from there. Um into like 21 days which is about quitting smoking and, <laughs> and that's the song i've been trying to force on you for six months i i've listened to it <laughs> yeah well also like we've talked before about like how you can't force songs on people yeah and i remember the first time i made you listen to that song i was playing that album and i was like painting some my record holders out back yeah. like this new fixture i built and i was painting and you came over and i was like 
oh my god listen to this song about quitting smoking you're gonna fucking love it maybe you'll listen to it and you were like yeah it sounds really dark i'll listen to it when i quit smoking <laughs> like what's your response like i don't want to listen to it now because fuck that yeah <laughs> and that's understandable but i like how like you know he can apply you can apply it to any vice you want to give up like the way he the way he talks about it the way he like writes is like you know in 21 days i won't miss you and then he says like you know the little like hints of like we used to talk over coffee there's yeah. a line that like is like yeah that, that that relates to i can feel that as someone who quit smoking over a decade ago you know yeah. i could feel that part and then like you know, you used to lie and say you're my best friend. Like, all that type of stuff that, like, is, like, yeah, any vice does that to you. Yeah. They want you hooked. Like, you're hooked yeah. on it. It's part of that connection. You know, you got to move on. Um, and then I, you don't want to miss them anymore, right? And I like that. I like that story. Uh, yeah. No, I, you know, it's, it's a really interesting song. I did listen to it the first time you played it. I liked it. I just, yeah. Like, no, I remember you did like it. But it's, uh... It's also just like not something that I probably bump. Sure, it's not your it's, style of music for sure. Yeah, it's, everyone, yeah, it's, it's my total style. I'm glad music. I listened to I'm it. I'm gonna cry to it and enjoy it thoroughly. I, I like honestly, I'm really glad that I listened to it. Yeah. Um, and like, this is an album that I will probably pick up sometime yeah. in the spring. Word for like a dark December day yeah. when I really want to be sad because there are days where i'm totally cool being sad yeah and it fits that vibe but for sure but there are days where i just don't, also, have, there's a lot I don't of, have time for that there's also a lot of romance in it which i really like too but i do want to really quick talk about that song in particular because um so brian fallon has been like during this pandemic he released this album and it yeah. was like oh shit like i can't go tour this record and like yeah. support it and like try to get it out there yeah so he made these instagram things called sitting around at home with brian fallon and he'd like have his friends on and like they'd talk about music and then they'd each play a song yeah and he had one on where he had craig finn on yeah and i was like oh my god like my two of my favorite musicians like i love craig finn and everything he's ever done and then here's brian fallon kind of interviewing him and hanging having a hangout session yeah and it was like so cool they talked about how he wrote that song like when they were on tour together or something and Which is funny because it would be really hard to quit anything touring with the old study. Like, <laughs> For sure, yeah. They, like, yeah. They party pretty hard. <laughs> it's the whole study, yeah. yeah. But I think, like, um, what, what I thought was so cool about that is, like, they both have kind of, him and Craig Finn have really similar, like, writing styles, I think, like, where it's a lot of, like, storytelling. And I think that he's. The storytelling and wordplay. Yes, yeah. I think he's yeah. picked up and, like, bettered a lot of his storytelling style and wordplay styles from, like, guys like Craig Finn who like Craig Finn I think was like the master of wordplay and like the master of storytelling and lyrics because he just does like such a good job of like the way he like accentuates certain words and situations like really brings out the story in his songs do you know where Craig Finn gets most of his lyrical inspiration from drop it on me hip hop yeah <laughs> he does Craig Finn's like totally into Jay-Z yeah and ASAP Rock and Atmosphere yeah oh yeah so did you ever hear uh, Broker Dealer which was like that was him and I think was it Atmosphere together, uh, really good stuff. Does like Craig Finn lyrics over hip hop beats. I'll um, play some for you. It's insane. Yeah, it's I really will good. check that out. I never listened to Broker Dealer. Um, I did listen to. I knew that Lifter Puller, Craig Finn's earlier band, toured with Atmosphere quite a bit. Yeah. They did a couple songs. Yeah, together. together. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's a lot of mutual respect. There. Yeah. There, well, also, yeah. yeah, he does have that same kind of vibe too. Like he, he, he listens to a lot of hip hop. He loves it. That's like where that like quick speak kind of comes from. I, I think too. Yeah, you're right. That's awesome. And it, yeah, and especially like 
like early hold steady and yeah, lift puller. Yeah, dude. like lyrically, it kind of flows like hip hop. Yeah, that's why I love the triple so. Much. And, and then he's gotten away from that as he's changed as yes. an artist. Yeah, but. as he's evolved, it's been a lot, a lot more slower, slower storytelling. But but yeah, so but like they, we're talking about prime thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. But so like they uh, on that uh, sitting around at home thing, it was really cool. They kind of talked about this and like talked about writing that song and like yeah. talked about each other's styles of. You know, writing and how they kind of like were yeah. able to process that it was so freaking cool to watch yeah but so uh, what i i just he has like a way like just like craig finn has a way of uh delivering his lyrics brian Fallon has a way of doing it that's like so unique to him that like can really connect you to it like yeah i i don't know maybe he's like he has some songs like where he talks about like heaven or other things because it kind of gets religious in a way which like most of the time anybody else is going to turn me off yeah it kind of makes sense uncomfortable yeah but the way he does it i'm like yeah that's cute like i like that i can get yeah. i can get into it you know like yeah. I, I connect with it uh it's, it's really neat how he does that i i really i think also maybe there's probably some people out there that might think that his style is a turn offish but I, I i wouldn't i don't know i hope not but i could see that but once you like sit and listen to the lyrics it's like damn that shit's good you know um anyway so anything else on the record that you dug because i could talk about every song for forever well, so I like... Yeah, yeah, drop it on me. Now that I've kind of... Like, I'll be honest, I just read the lyrics. Okay, yeah. I like Vincent a lot more. Dude, okay, yeah, so Vincent is, like, a great song, because first when you hear it... It's really sad. So that, that's the, a song that... The tone that, is sad. Let's dial it back for a second, because you said that that's a song that made you realize you don't want to run to this record because it's sad as shit. Yeah. Right? And that's uh, a fair point, but when you listen to the song itself, it's beautiful because I. What I, another thing I'll go back to Brian Fallon's talent, or his, I guess is his skill in songwriting. I'm not, talent is a, is a word we can talk about later, yeah. but his skill in songwriting, he's perfected over like time and effort, is like how to uh, to speak from a certain perspective, right? Yeah. A lot of the Gaslight Anthem songs are about relationships, and he speaks from like different perspectives of like a man or a woman or whoever could be in love or whoever yeah. could be dealing with this. But Vincent is a song about this woman named Jolene, who <laughs> like also the lyric of like, "My name is Jolene, but I hate that song." <laughs> yeah. But then also the next line is "Baptized in the river when I was young," which also, if I tie the hold steady, it makes me think that Jolene is a character in a hold steady song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, that song is about like this woman who's in an abusive relationship who has this fling with a nice man who's like good to her. And then she is writing this letter to that man saying she can't be with him because she just killed dude that fucking beat her. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, she waited until he drank himself to sleep and then she stabbed him. Yes. I, yeah. It's and the way, like if you don't listen close enough, yeah. that part of the song just kind of like, it goes by quick. It goes by really quick. And you're like, wait, did he just say she stabbed him? Like, yeah. Uh, cause, cause I didn't, I didn't realize uh, that that's what it was about until we were talking about that song earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, it, like, I like that song way more now. It's, yeah. But it, it is still a sad song because this this dude that she loves, Vincent, Vincent. Yep. she can never see him again. But yeah. she is also free from this abusive relationship. Yeah, which is, like, good for you, girl. Like, go. Like, good. Yeah. But also, like, that also sucks that you had to be in that situation, you know? Yeah. Men are trash, but Vincent was a good dude. Vincent was a great guy. It's a good, it's a really pretty song. I also like Vincent made her feel alive again. Yes, yes, I love that. 
Yeah. So that's that's like the middle of the album. Like also it's only thirty one minutes like we talked about. So after that it goes into uh, I think Lonely for You Only, which is a really cool song. You were telling me that it made you feel really lonely, and now I feel bad that I forced this album on you. Yeah. So um, I would describe myself as like just a dude who avoids relationships. Um, yeah. Okay. Because I don't want to deal with the responsibility of being in a relationship <laughs> with <laughs> right, another right. person. Like I do fine uh, taking care of myself, and I'm very rarely lonely. Yeah. But okay. this song just made me feel so lonely. <laughs> and actually, one of the things that it made me think of was like, you know, if I was listening to this music more often, like, would I have like a higher turnover in my relationships? Like, so Rylan is the opposite for me. I am he, the exact opposite of he, that. He, he tends not to stay single very long. Number yep. one, because he's, yeah. he's a hot commodity. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm also, I'm a sad, sappy sucker, man. Like, I'm a, I'm a romantic and I love that. The demand is high. Uh, <laughs> for men yeah. like Rylan. Oh, that's very sweet. You're welcome. Oh. Um, so, I, I don't know. It, it made me think, like, if I listened to this music more, and maybe Aesop Rock less, <laughs> would I be more interested in dating? <laughs> you know what? That's funny you say that because I uh, I think earlier the way you posed that to me was you said, like, uh, <laughs> is it like a cause and effect kind of thing? Like, yeah. Or like, you know, like, is that, because I listen to this type of music all the time, is that why I'm such a hopeless romantic? Or is it because, is it like, or is it part and parcel to it, you know? Yeah. And I need to think about that. <laughs> like, I might want to ask my therapist about it and maybe have a conversation about my intentions in the world. <laughs> but, um, but I do think that it's really cool that like you've kind of, I mean that you've identified those, those things. Uh, I, I love the style of music. I think it really does uh, speak to my heart in that way of like, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm a very emotional person. I'm really interested in love and affection. And I'm really interested in like, conversations about that or whatever and so it is uh maybe allows me to be more open in that way right where your type of music you listen to enables you or allows you to be more distant or cut off too you know so maybe it just plays to both of our strengths in that way where your strength might be being alone and running all the time and not worrying about another person or I might have some codependency issues. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a thing. It made me think of this quote. And I, I had to pull it out. Okay, yeah, what is it? What came first? The music or the misery? Yeah. People worry about kids playing with guns or watching violent videos. That sort of culture of violence that will take them over. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. You, Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable, or was I miserable because I listened to pop music? Okay, you just quoted High Fidelity, and I fucking love you. That is literally like one of my favorite John Cusack lines of all time. Uh, but also, I mean, the book is great, too, but the movie is wonderful. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah! Like, uh, that's that's so funny that we just tied that in. That's hilarious to me, and uh, good, good job. Good on you, man. Thank you. Yeah, that was... That's really great. So, yeah, I mean, like, it, it speaks <laughs> to the power of music that this this album made me feel, like, inescapably lonely. Yeah, yeah. 
And like, I'm sorry it, that it did that yeah, to you. Actually. Don't worry about it. Which so it's not that I never feel lonely. Sure. Yeah. It is that I can escape loneliness. Yeah. Pretty easily. Yeah. I can distract myself. I can go do something productive. I can run. Good for you. You, you know. Man. But <laughs> Good like, for you. Like I can, I can build a fucking table. I can like. Yes. I can huff glue. <laughs> yeah, but I was stuck in this place where I could do none of those things because I'm out of glue. <laughs> like, that, that's great. I but I think it does. Uh, it's it's really funny how that plays into it. Music does. Music is very. I mean, that's also what I think what I love about it too. It, yeah, it can really enable you to do a lot of things, point you in a lot of directions, and strength or weaknesses or whatever you want to say. I think that's really cool. I just want to take acid <laughs> New York. Dude, I mean, I, I'll, that'd be fun. But, yeah. so, it's funny that you mentioned, like, how uh, Lonely For You Only uh, made you feel so lonely. That's probably, like, if I had to pick, like, I love every song on this record, but if I had to pick, like, a, at least two, is, like, that and then Horses, which is right after it, which is a really pretty song about, like, escaping on horseback together. Yeah, carry, horses. Yeah, carrying me away with pretty horses or whatever he says. It's really, really a cool song. Those two songs, to me, are, like, Really pretty, super beautiful, but like not as interesting to me, I guess. Lonely yeah. for you only is very good though. It's a really beautiful, beautiful song about love, but but then after that it goes to hard feelings, which like yeah, uh, that's probably like it gets towards the end of the record. The last two songs, hard feelings and you have stolen my heart, are both beautiful. Hard feelings is an awesome song in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's about letting go of just negative feelings and like how you just have to move on. It's kind of impossible to move on while holding on to these feelings and like one day you're gonna die and do you wanna do you wanna take these feelings all the way to the grave man I, I, I like that you've got that interpretation from it because you're like saying that he's talking about at the end of his life and like do you wanna am I gonna carry on to that yeah. well yeah like do you like I mean I, I hope to live at least 10 more years the last 10 <laughs> years uh took forever sure i get what you're saying you know like the last 10 years have been like a slog do i really want to carry like more emotional baggage through my next 10 or do i need to kind of like wrap stuff up yeah i i i i got a different interpretation from that song ah yeah, yeah go for it because i mean for me that song is, i think it's a, like a, a love song about like growing yourself and getting into new relationships and stuff like that which i mean maybe probably ties into what you're saying of like passing on or moving on to the next step of your life or whatever but it's like he uh like one of the lines is like and she calls me baby like a old romantic you know and so it's talking about like this like infatuation with another person that i really can relate to you know as a uh, serial monogamer <laughs> but but then um uh the other part that he talks about he says it's it's hard when you're hurt to let somebody in again and that line for me is like i i relate to that a lot in like moving on or like in any type of relationship you have, whether it's personal, romantic, or whatever, like it's hard to open up your feelings to other people after you've experienced such and such, you know, history of whatever, right? Whether it's abuse or emotional damage or just even like weird things, whatever, whatever the fuck. Um, but I think that's really like what I get. What I get from that song is like this, like this attempt to move on and love again, you know, which is really cool, but. I, I, I've been able to listen to it again, though, with your kind of with your spin on it and then try to interpret it and listen to it that way. I think that's really neat. Yeah, I mean... I just... 
I feel like it's it's about like I mean there is a little bit of romance and stuff like that, but it's like about like living in the shelter in New York when it's a kid, you know, and just having like a lifetime full of baggage. Yeah. And yes. then like just not wanting to carry like like outside of a relationship, like just not wanting to carry all that to the grave. Yeah, I like that a lot. But also like that. That's but or not to the grave. It really doesn't. Nothing matters once you die. It's really about doing it, carrying it the rest of your life. Yes, man. not wanting yeah. to carry it the rest of your life. So, I, I, which I, is the opposite of me. I'm stubborn as fuck. I have carried every hard <laughs> feeling that I have for the next ten years. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be more of a drag than the last ten. Fair. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyone listening? Yeah, I get that. Uh, so, <laughs> so that the way that song, the album ends, it's, again, it's like freaking short as hell. Is uh, you've stolen my heart, which to me, it's not is an like, ending song. At it's all. A, no, it's a perfect ending slash starting song. Like it makes me listen to it over again. Yeah, it makes me flip the whole record over and start again because it, like it shouldn't end there. I don't want it to end there. It absolutely should not end there. Um, the I was listening to it on Spotify and like it just goes back into the beginning of the album and I didn't even notice the like, <laughs> You didn't even notice that it started over? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's what the record that's what that song does and, for sure. And I was like, oh man, it's the song about his kid again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the ending <laughs> song is like a, it feels like a middle song to the album. Yeah. Not, not even because of the timing. Just it, the way it's written, the way it flows, like you're like, Oh, it's over? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It isn't like I want like a I need I need more. Yeah. But so that, that that that's it for my spin of the week. I want I to push that album on everybody. I love it. I it's also, a really good album. Listen to it in a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from heights and windows while listening Dude, to this. There's not that much depression in it. I think it's. I mean, also we can talk about how like wherever you're at in your life might, you know, bring in those feelings from the music. You know, like go back to that quote we were talking about, like. What were you were you miserable before you listened to the record or because of the record? <laughs> I mean, no, I was like drinking coffee and like getting ready to take a shower and put it on. <laughs> I was in a like great mood. I was even I was in a great mood like two tracks into the album, and then track three, I was like, no. <laughs> fair, fair. That's true. I I think it's one of those records like that. Like a lot of other ones I've talked about before, like it's a good morning record. Like it's kind of like in my top five with that Carolyn Spence Rose, Spades and Roses album. It's where I wake up and I put it on and I can have like a really chill morning and making my coffee, get back on the couch, sit around for a minute, absorb it, maybe yeah. take a nap again, <laughs> like, <laughs> go yeah. back to sleep. Yeah, if you don't have to work, maybe like read some, uh, some economist. Sure. Yeah. Become I'm also a like, worldly person. I've also like not only woken up to that album, I've gone to bed to it too. It's a pretty album to go to sleep to. His voice is like a lullaby-ish to me sometimes. It's, it's, it's a really good album. It is a really good album. I'm so again sorry not sorry glad you enjoyed it a little bit sorry I made you forced it on you but at the same time so happy we got to do this <laughs> yeah yeah me too also this has been my most like fun spin of the week because uh, I I'm really happy that I got to, to get into some new hip hop which I would probably would I probably would not have picked that record up had you not told me to yeah um, and I got to talk about some really sad bastard beautiful stuff that I've wanted to listen to for six months <laughs> <laughs> all right all right. I love you, man. All right, fine. It's over. I love you, too. All right. Bye.